Welcome everyone to the Undisputed Future Podcast. This is episode 21. It is the last stop on the road to NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3, which for anybody driving in Exit 21, 3rd Avenue, a great way to loop around that BQE traffic that might be a pain in the ass going into Brooklyn. But anyway, that's on Saturday. Joining me right now is the man accompanying me to the events for the third year in a row, Nikki Six. Welcome everyone. Nick, excited for TakeOver? Oh, you have no idea. I'm just so, like, I'm on the edge of my seat. Yearly tradition playing out once again. Cannot wait for this card. We have an exciting night of NXT action. It starts off with the contract signing for the NXT Women's Championship between Asuka and her challenger, the mythical warrior, Ember Moon. And Nick, you could tell this one was going to be intense from the introductions. When Asuka was making her way down to the ring, you could see the intensity in Ember Moon's eyes. Yeah, it was very, very clear that Ember has just the worst intentions for Asuka's face come up to Saturday. On Saturday, they're finally going to meet Asuka and Ember Moon, getting to exchange another war of words and Ember Moon coming out stronger than I have ever seen her. The intense delivery behind this. She addressed a lot of her past with Asuka in this one. Yeah, she did. She finally brought up Asuka's shortcomings. The fact that Asuka needed to take a shortcut to beat her in Orlando. As well as the injury before NXT TakeOver Chicago. Preventing Ember Moon from participating in that fatal four-way. Ember Moon is not letting any shortcomings, no injuries. It's a clean slate. She is stronger. She is faster. She's a new superstar, according to her. Asuka's seen the same old challenge. Nick, what do you think Ember needs to do on Saturday? I think Ember has to just go into absolutely all out. No stop should be forgotten in any way, shape, or form. She has to do everything. Hit the eclipse twice. That's what you have to do. Do it. Take it's, her head off. <laughs> it's going to take a lot to take down the Empress of Tomorrow, and I just still don't think it's going to happen. The May Young Classic coming up, a lot of tight-knit women's competition That's entering exactly why NXT. I think that it's, it's time. Asuka needs to move up. It's about that time, and Ember is going to lead us into the new age of NXT women's wrestling. Asuka is going to make her way up to the main roster, and there's only one way to do that. There's only one way to do that. She could drop that belt. No, nah, she could enter Raw or SmackDown as NXT Women's Champion a la Paige as much as we don't like to discuss Paige anymore. Paige did that exact same thing and they can vacate the Women's Championship and the winner of the Mae Young Classic could take on somebody worthwhile like an Ember Moon or Ruby Riot, who we'll discuss later going one-on-one with Billy Kay. I just, I, I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening again. They did it as like an intermediary thing. I think that they needed to bring Paige up immediately because of the lack of women's talent on Raw at the time. I don't see them doing that again with Asuka because we have already a very wide variety on Raw and SmackDown. You know, we're not hurting for talent right now in any way, shape, or form. No, but there's always room on the main roster for improvement. And I'll agree, Asuka will be there very soon. And whether she goes up there as NXT Women's Champion or not will be decided on Saturday. Ember Moon saying that she will end Asuka's run of dominance, addressing how many days she's held the title, addressing her as one of the most dominant champions in WWE. But while listing all her accomplishments, Ember Moon said how worthy of a challenger she is and how this rebuilding process since TakeOver Orlando has shaped her as a competitor. Yeah, I do Oscar respect... did not respond well to that at all. No, I respect <laughs> the efforts by Ember Moon, but the un- 
undefeated champion not backing down, cutting an intense promo in Japanese. I just wish there was... If, guys, if anybody can translate and tweet that at me, even if you got to do it like three or four different little segments, give me the gist of it. I want to know what she said. I think I heard something along the lines of Asuka victorious takeover and Brooklyn... Again, I do not speak Japanese. I've taken martial arts for a long time. I can count in Japanese, but the average terms I'm not familiar with. Nick, I don't believe you are either. No, not in any way, shape, or form, no. But an intense promo delivered by Asuka, her eyes and her stare and her confidence. Yeah, Ember spoke. did not flinch at all. Ember Moon not backing down and Asuka not backing down at the intimidating so delivery intense. by Ember Moon. I do want to address how much of an improvement Ember I feel Moon like has Regal been. I was really happy that no one... Tried to fight. For once, nice nobody, change of pace. <laughs> nobody's slugging each other, but an intense stare down at a contract signing, that's that's actually a walk in the park in comparison to some of the NXT contract signings we've seen in the past. Yeah, uh, Samoa Joe and Finn Balor comes to mind <laughs> right away. Bobby Roode and... Well, Bobby Roode and anybody comes anybody, to mind yeah. right away. But Asuka and Ember Moon sticking to the war of words... Intense stare down at the end. Asuka confidently holding her championship over her head. But I do want to address Ember Moon really coming to her own in a character. I liked the whole civilian thing behind the Mythic Warrior. It showed in her attire how she was dressed tonight. Some really subtle things to add to Ember Moon, but impressive nonetheless. Yeah, we could definitely see that Asuka is trying to shove her character's style into the upper echelon of professional wrestling with all these fancy tops and all the gold and different flair you could see in her style. Asuka dressing but, like a champion. Yeah, she's definitely dressing like a champion, and then you got Ember Moon who's looking more like a commoner. She's trying to appeal to us as the common people, and I can definitely feel what she's going for there. I, I get it. Ember Moon challenges Asuka for the NXT Women's Championship. Will Asuka's undefeated streak continue in Brooklyn, or will the myth of Ember Moon finally rise, and will she capture the NXT Women's Championship and take herself to the top of the mountain in the women's division? Somebody who does seem to be taking themselves to the top of the tag team division in his own way is Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan appealing to William Regal to get him a tag team partner that he won't beat up in the ring. We're taking but that very literally. We found out that he was banned. He was actually banned from tag team wrestling on NXT by William Regal. He said that I know I'm banned. So he is actually banned from tag team wrestling on NXT television. After beating up two or three partners, that'll do that for you. Lars Sullivan looking to redeem himself in tag team action when he teams with Chris Silvio to take on the Street Profits. The Street Profits, one of the few teams to debut and be in action back-to-back -back weeks. I love to see him. It was we'll definitely powerful action. It was fun. We'll talk about the fun of the Street Profits, but I want to talk about the latest victim of Lars Sullivan tag team wrestling. Nick, tell us about Chris Sylvia. I'll tell you one thing. Me and Lars Sullivan both think he's garbage. Not an impressive resume on Mr. <laughs> Silvio? No, I, uh, I did not find much on Mr. Silvio. I'm more interested in Sullivan. I want to see where this character is going to go. Is he going to continue into the tag team by himself? Or is he going to go into the heavyweight division? Lars Sullivan with a series of handicap matches week after week. I could definitely see that catching on. Right, I the just... one-man tag team. It's definitely big enough, but... 
I think I I at first thought he was going for like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing. I'll talk more about that after the match. Let's talk about the Street Profits. Impressive performance. Chris Silvio, I don't know what you were thinking, dude. You got the muscle in Lars Sullivan. Why would you run in? Why would you want to be the legal man first? Right into a strong right hand by Angelo Dawkins that sent Montez Ford running into the NXT universe. He was more hyped than Mojo Riley on game day. That was insane. Jumped into the crowd and started partying it up with everybody just screaming, Woo! Could not believe the intensity of the right hand. Nobody in full sail, nobody sitting at home, could have believed the strength by Angelo Dawkins. That knockout shot, Chris Silvio not being allowed to tag in Lars... Not being able to tag in Sullivan the entire match. Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford making sure of that. Montez Ford even addressing the issue directly at one point in the match. Lars Sullivan screaming from the corner to let him in, and Nick Montez Ford was noping right out of there. Nope. He just waved his finger right in his face and said, nope. Not happening. Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins obviously studying the tape of Lars Sullivan. Yeah, can you blame them? An impressive (laughs) physical being the size of his hands. I could address the master hand thing each and every week. Street Profits with another Spine Buster to Frog Splash combination. A fantastic combo, and I haven't seen a Frog Splash that precise in years. It is beautiful. The Blake and Murphy Factor tag team finisher was very similar, but I do like the Street Profits display of power and speed back-to-back a little bit better than the running suplex. Street Profits with another impressive victory for the second week in a row on NXT. But Lars Sullivan, as usual, not happy with this tag team partner. I, at first, thought this was going to be a showing of benevolence, but this ended up being a backstage beating. Lars Sullivan carrying Silvio down the entrance ramp, screaming at anybody who would listen to get out of his way, and Nick, it was a vicious scene on the outside. He brought him all the way to the outside of Full Sail and beat him up in a smoking area. It was just a bunch of garbage pails and dumpsters, and then there was a couple seating areas. Could have been college kids getting out of class and For just... For all we know, they were just standing in the corner. Oh, wait, we saw them minding their own business. Couple <laughs> interns out on a smoke break, seeing Lars Sullivan absolutely decimate Chris Silvio, and then he threw him in the trash, which and acted sent- like nothing happened. <laughs> Everyone watching just acted like nothing happened, just staring off into space like... <laughs> I'm not going to want to mess with Lars, especially seeing what happened to Silvio. Lars Sullivan still finding the magic equation in tag team wrestling. I think the guy just needs to go into business for himself. He's big. He's powerful. I don't think he needs that little small accessory. Who to... do you think uh, a good feud for Lars Sullivan would be in NXT currently? I want to see Lars Sullivan take on the knockout artist Cassius Ono. I think that would be a hard-hitting display of power between those two. I think we've seen a lot out of both of those men that would make two big guys just going at it. It would be a great feud, but my personal thing is I would like to see Aleister Black take on Lars Sullivan. I think that the brute power and force of Lars Sullivan versus the technical style of Aleister Black would make for a fan fantastic style match. Aleister Black's demeanor, definitely not one that's going to be intimidated by the size and strength of Lars Sullivan. That's good call there, Lars my Sullivan friend. off, man. It's going to be a good, I think that would make a good feud, personally. Assuming Lars Sullivan takes part in singles action very soon, who would you like to see rival with this big bearded brute? Get at us on the Twitter at podcast underscore UF. Also, stay tuned for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 polls. I want your votes on match of the night. I want to see who you want to win as championships. 
NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 polls going up on the Twitter at all days this week. Back to women's action though, Nick. We see the iconic duo take on Ruby Riot. Them addressing the internet interference last week when they were trying to make their makeup tutorial, finally taking it physically to Ruby Riot. Yeah, and uh, it was it was nice. We finally got to see Billy Kay back in action in full sail. It's been a while, but she has been refining her style. You can see it. Her hits were more precise. Definitely, she was moving around the ring better. I was loving it. Two beautiful women on the outside, but I'm going to agree with Percy Watson for once and say these ladies are not as beautiful on the inside. Two vicious attitudes How from Peyton he? Royce. How dare he? And Billy Percy Kay. knows nothing about their insides. I would love to get to know you two lovely ladies. I'm sure you're iconic in every way. So Billy Kay took on Ruby Riot in an intense <laughs> matchup tonight. Let's get through the aesthetics here. Ruby Riot with an impressive match. We saw some maneuvers on both sides out of both competitors we haven't seen before. But the thing that stood out to me the most, Ruby Riot obviously studying the past tape and the matches of the iconic duo, not allowing Peyton Royce to interfere for a second. Yeah, she was uh, definitely prepared for the dastardly duo's specific style. I don't know how she planned for that exactly, but her ring prowess was on point. She jumped at the perfect time because Peyton went for the sweep of the legs, jumped up, still, and then and Billy came right after her, right after that, and she still reversed it around. Able to counter Billy Kay after a distraction, awesome. not. Not many competitors are as ring-savvy against the iconic duo as we saw Ruby Riot be tonight. Very smart. We haven't seen anybody take it to the iconic duo with this much intensity yeah, since right Oscar. And then, very true. But And then right after that, we saw the sassiness of Ruby Riot that is her using their own taunts to <laughs> infuriate Billy Kay and throw her off her game, which was, again, very smart. Mocking the iconic duo, Ruby Riot really coming out this match. In fact, Billy Kay's own trash-talking would later cost her that side-of-the-head Pele kick after thwarting the assault of Peyton Royce, and Ruby Riot used to being in mosh pits, obviously. She was not letting any angle get attacked. Ruby Riot managing to pick up an important victory in the women's division, especially with how the tide could change come after Saturday. Where does Ruby Riot place right now with this victory over the iconic duo, Nick? Do you think she's working her way back up to number one contender? I think that Ruby Riot is definitely in the number one contendership area. We have a few women who are definitely brawling it out to make their way to the top of the NXT women's division. But I think that Ruby Riot has a few more matches and then, of course, a contendership match. But yes, I think that she is a definite possibility for the next number one contender for the NXT Women's Champion. A standout in looks and in-ring prowess, Ruby Riot, a serious competitor in NXT. She's not iconic, according to Peyton Royce. Peyton Royce having a few words for Ruby Riot after this matchup, Nick. I think that she's iconic. She definitely has an iconic style. Definitely not a conformist, but the two Australian ladies would disagree. Not seeing the appeal in Ruby Riot, whether it be the tattooed or I, I don't tattooed. do a, I don't do a very good Australian accent, but it was tattooed. It was not. It was not said in the New York way. That's for sure. That was actually Absolutely pretty not. good. Ruby Riot picking up a win over the iconic duo. Where do all three ladies place in the NXT Women's Championship hunt? Where will the championship lie after Saturday? We'll find out all these questions next week. Definitely have a lot to talk about 
in the future. And we would love to know who you want in the number one contendership for the women's champion. Do you want Nikki Cross? Do you want Riot, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce? Who do you want to see them face off against for the number one contendership? I think that would be a very good post-takeover first Twitter poll, Nick. I like where your head is at. Let's go over the TakeOver card for just a second. Let's address the newest match, Andrade Cien Almas. And Johnny Wrestling. Johnny Gargano answered Almas's challenge last week. Actually, Nick, it was Zelena's challenge. I don't think Almas... it was Zelena's challenge. I don't think Almas had much say in what that beautiful woman was barking to, uh, to William Regal, but Johnny Gargano's challenge from earlier last week finally answered, and I think these two men are going to have one of the most under-the-radar fantastic matches in TakeOver history. Yeah, it is definitely going to blow the top off of the Barclays Center. It is going to be a fantastic technical display, and I cannot wait to see it live. We've seen Johnny Gargano tear down the place before. We've seen Andrade Cien Almas turn a Brooklyn crowd on his side against Bobby Roode last year. Two of these guys, TakeOver veterans, and we cannot wait to see them clash. Another clash to look forward to this Saturday is definitely the NXT Tag Team Championship matchup between Sanity and the defending Authors of Pain. We saw footage of this rivalry mostly focusing on Paul Ellering and his book of dominance, and Sanity says chaos is going to be the end of the Authors of Pain dominance. Nick, I cannot wait to see these two sides clash. After the past two weeks of brawls, what can we possibly expect at the Barclays Center? It is going to be an unadulterated brawl. I hope that it doesn't end the countout or something like that, but that's what I'm truly worried about. I'm worried that we're not going to get a solid finish to this particular match, and we're going to get another match, and we're not going to get to see the finish we want. That's definitely a good point. We have a lot of outside factors to consider. Two coming from Sanity. Assuming that Killian Dane and Alexander Wolf are representing the faction, Eric Young and Nikki Cross on the outside, the dastardly mind of Eric Young constantly coming up with a strategy, and Nikki Cross's unpredictability could definitely spell danger for the Authors of Pain ring. A hard hill to climb in this exact moment for the Authors of Pain, but if they do come out on top, it is going to prove them only stronger than they already are. Paul Ellering definitely believes he's the master behind the NXT tag team division right now. He's got the mind for it. They've been champions this long. Is his master mind more powerful than Eric Young's master plan, though? That's the true question here. That is, what is next for Eric Young's master plan? We know the first step is these NXT tag team championships. And after this past two weeks of brawls, I'm expecting nothing yeah, honestly, other than outside chaos. Some announcers' tables are going down for this in one. In one of my like big questions here is, is, what do you think Sanity won't do to claim these titles? They have proven time and time again that they will do anything just to win a match, but now with the taking titles on the line. Sanity's desperation, they're going to have to push it to the limit just enough to not get disqualified. And that's going to be hard to do when you're dealing with two powerful, unpredictable forces like Alexander Wolf and Killian Dane. But I think Eric Young is going to keep those guys in line. I think their eyes are on the prize, and I think they are the biggest threat to the Authors of Pain tag team title run so far. I think they'll do just about everything within the confines of Eric Young's mind, and that thing can expand universes. Yeah, I think that Eric Young is going to spend most of his time on the outside of the ring trying to either take Paul Ellering's mind off of the match and the actual action, or we're going to have him trying to distract the ref. 
that's where I feel like Eric Young is going to be, and Nikki Cross is going to be trying to distract Aikman and Rezar in themselves. Would not be the first time Nikki Cross interferes with male superstars. I could quote that over and over again. We've seen her interact with some of the biggest. Paul Ellering not focusing on a match could definitely force the Authors of Pain not to focus on the match. And if you take your eyes off Sanity for one second, you're going to get hit with a flying crossbody by the Beast of Belfast, Killian Day. You take your mind off the carnage, and that's exactly what's going to happen. You're going to turn into the carnage. <laughs> Chaos seems to be the solution in Sanity's mind. Paul Ellering says dominance will reign over the NXT Tag Team Division, who is walking out of Brooklyn victorious with the two NXT Tag Team Championships. Time to discuss one of the most high-stakes main events in 2017 NXT TV. It's Roderick Strong taking on Drew McIntyre for the opportunity to face Bobby Roode after NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 and another high-caliber marquee main event on NXT television. That's Roderick Strong. saying something, too, because we have had some amazing main events. I think this one was all about the stakes, and that's what just drove the anticipation for this matchup so much. We know the chip on Roderick Strong's shoulder. We know how much Drew McIntyre wants to prove going into Brooklyn on Saturday. Two very evenly matched sides, but you could tell how important this matchup was for Roderick Strong from the very beginning. Yeah, you could see the intensity in his eyes, how hard he was trying in this particular match. You can tell exactly how much this particular win meant to him. Roderick Strong needs to get his hands on Bobby Roode. It's a question of his manhood. It's not even about the championship anymore. Roderick Strong just wants revenge for his family, and he took it to Drew McIntyre, pulling out, once again, all of the backbreakers in any variety you could think. McIntyre's back planted on the side of the apron this time, Nick. Man, and you know, McIntyre had every advantage out there. He had the height advantage, the strength advantage. It was just an overwhelming amount of advantages for the Scotsman, and he was still overwhelmed by Roddy's power and ring prowess. Roddy's heart, Roddy's experience drove him in this matchup, pulling out any maneuver he possibly could to take it to Drew McIntyre, but Drew McIntyre's intensity would not be shaken not this close to TakeOver, not this close to his first ever NXT Championship opportunity. McIntyre pulling out some hard strikes in this one. I love when he gets a guy in a corner and just starts clubbing on him. Even as big of a Roderick Strong fan I am, that move is just so hard-hitting. He's such a brute. We think we thought that you know the Celtic Warrior had some serious fists to throw. The Scotsman has some serious, serious blows. Those overhand strikes, he's hitting him with the forearm and the fist is collapsing on top just of you. absolutely And especially blows. considering the length of his arm, he was taking over such a large amount of Roderick Strong's body. He's not a big fellow, Roderick Strong. The Scotsman had him beaten a lot of ways, like we said, and height was definitely one of those advantages. McIntyre needing to prove that he will take competition anywhere between him and that NXT championship. Him predicting last week that he would be a fighting champion, and this definitely being a showing that he needed to prove that point and to really bring it home. A very close and competitive matchup with Roderick Strong, but Nick, it would be brought to a close. Bobby Roode making his presence known and taking out not just Roderick Strong off the top rope, but McIntyre planted with a glorious DDT. This assault by the champion, do you think it was called for? I feel that he was trying to prove to both men that they may, be ha they may have a claim 
to his title, but he is still very much the NXT champion. It's still Bobby Roode's NXT. He is still champion. Him really driving that point home and driving Drew McIntyre's face into the mat. A glorious DDT. And it a, truly was glorious. Some what a intense hang time man. on that one. Woo! Oh man, it was so good. A six foot plus man like McIntyre being held in the air that long is definitely impressive. A power display by the champion. A vicious knockout blow to Roderick Strong. And just on top of that, Nick, a disrespectful showing once again by the champion, blowing Roddy a kiss like he did to his fiance. On top of all of that, Dan, he did it with style. Wear a silk shirt to the ring. He still beat the hell out of two men. Armani shoes. Expensive shirt. I'm sure those were Armani shoes. Did you see those socks? It didn't show. The traction definitely didn't show on those dress shoes. I think it really slipped. Tried to punch Roddy so strong, he took himself off his feet for half a second. Bobby Roode standing tall here. Very important going into Saturday. A lot of momentum with the side of the champion. A beat up Drew McIntyre going into TakeOver Brooklyn. What does this say about the championship match, Nick? Is this a decisive factor? Do you think Drew McIntyre is going in there any less confident due to this physical beatdown? I don't think he's going to go in there lacking confidence. I truly think that this is just going to set his fire on a higher blaze. I really think that he is just going to kick it into another level when it comes Saturday. Because now he knows exactly what Bobby Roode is bringing to the table. He's going to bring that exact intensity that he had tonight, Saturday. So he knows a little bit more what he's in for. McIntyre sharpening up his claymore for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. Where he will take on Bobby Roode for the NXT Championship. But Roderick Strong is right around the corner. Nick, that was considered a disqualification victory in my book. I think Roderick Strong gets his hands on Bobby Roode. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Roderick Strong got hit first. So that clearly means that he was not disqualified. However, McIntyre was. So... The victor in that specific scenario was, in fact, Roderick Strong, giving him the match that he was craving. William Regal is paying attention. I'm sure we'll see Bobby Roode versus Roderick Strong after NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. But will he be walking in as champion? It's McIntyre and Roode main eventing in the Barclays Center this Saturday. Let's run down the schedule for Saturday. NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3's card. We're going to cover the five matches. Go. Almas versus Gargano. Nick, who do you have in this one? I truly think that Almas is going to pull this one out with his new manager, Zelina. She is going to be the one to help bring this full circle for Andre. Andrade, I'm sorry. I think Johnny Wrestling's got this one, Nick. I think Johnny Wrestling is coming into his own. Gargano proving that he can do it on his own. He's tore the roof down at the Barclays Center with Ciampa at his side. I think he's got the skills to do it on his own and walk out with a victory at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. I also think this is going to be the match to really start the show and get the crowd hyped. Yeah, I, I agree with that point. I think that they're definitely going to get the crowd extremely hyped. It may, in fact, be the first match, but I think it is also going to be the sneaker match where it steals the show. Definitely. Um, under the radar, one of the best TakeOver matches, two veterans of the events going head-to-head. Aleister Black versus Hideo Itami in what is sure to be a high-octane matchup. Filled with roundhouse kicks and a variety of strikes. I'm liking Aleister Black in this one. I think since Black's debut, he has brought a new level of intensity to the NXT heavyweight division. Aleister Black making his presence known with that Black Mask kick. 
defeating two former Ring of Honor champions. He takes it to Japan's biggest star, arguably. I'm going to call this one for Aleister Black. I would love to be on that side with you, but I feel like Hideo Itami has a lot to lose in this particular situation. He's taken a lot of big losses, and he has a lot to prove. So I personally think that Hideo Itami is going to be victorious in this particular takeover scenario. Hideo Itami with the chip on his shoulder, not successful at his last takeover matchup. A lot on the line for him, and Aleister Black looking to keep the momentum going. Keeping the momentum train going, the NXT Tag Team Champions sure as hell hope so. Paul Ellering's Authors of Pain take on the Force of Sanity, Killian Dane and Alexander Wolfe. Nick, I'm still behind the claim. Authors of Pain will be the longest reigning NXT Tag Team Champions of all time. I just don't see them taking it away from the Ascension, and I really don't see Sanity leaving NXT TakeOver Brooklyn without those titles. I do not think that Eric Young is going to allow that to happen. He is going to do everything within his power to make sure that they leave that arena with those titles, without a shadow of a doubt in my mind. Eric Young leads Sanity against the Authors of Pain for the NXT Tag Team Championships. The Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka, takes on the Mythic Warrior, Ember Moon, for the NXT Women's Championship. And we all know where this is going. Asuka's undefeated streak will continue. She's going right through Ember Moon once again. It's going to be the same exact result as TakeOver Orlando. I, in every way, shape, or form, I can disagree. I really think that Ember Moon is going to hit as many eclipses as it possibly takes and truly do that. Eclipse Asuka. Asuka's just too tough of a champion. Let's see where this one goes, though. Bound to be a clash. The most anticipated NXT Women's Championship in recent history. The main event. Drew McIntyre challenges the glorious Bobby Roode for the NXT Championship. And Nick, I know you're surprised on this one. I am calling Bobby Roode walks out of Brooklyn victorious. Probably for selfish reasons, because I want Roderick Strong to be the one to dethrone Bobby Roode. I want Roode to walk out of Brooklyn just to get shut down a few weeks later and his teeth kicked in by Roderick Strong. Here's a bold prediction for you. I truly think that McIntyre is going to pull it out only for one reason. I think Roderick Strong being denied his opportunity at the title is going to cost Bobby Roode the one thing that means the world to him. He is going to distract him like he's never been distracted in a match because he has two separate feuds going on, and that is going to backfire in Bobby Roode's face. Roderick Strong's mind games might be too much for the champion. Nick sure thinks so. Bobby Roode versus Drew McIntyre for the NXT Championship, and I'm kind of over this time format thing. TakeOver Brooklyn 3 is way too intense to put a time limit on discussion for it. We gave you all predictions on our case Give us your tweets, give us your Twitter poll answers for the championship matches, as well as Almas and Gargano and Black versus Atami. We want to hear all about your predictions, what's going to happen, and while we still got a little bit of time in the show, Nick, I want to go for about another minute. Let's cover the newest signee to NXT, another former Ring of Honor champion, Adam Cole Bay Bay, has got a WWE contract. That is a... Big signing. I hope we get to see him at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. That would be amazing in any capacity, honestly, whether it's just there to enjoy the matches or, you know, come out and address the fans, which would be amazing. But again, like I said, big signee. Awesome to see him make it to the NXT roster. Sucks that ROH's talent is getting picked apart. Amazing for Adam Cole. 
The WWE Performance Center is shaping up with some incredible former Ring of Honor talents. We'll see where all this Ring of Honor and NXT interaction goes in the near future, but we want interaction with you. Guys, thank you for joining us again. Episode 21 concluding here. Follow the Twitter at podcast underscore UF. The Instagram at Undisputed Future Podcast, all one word. Find us on Facebook, Undisputed Future Podcast. The SoundCloud and iTunes are now updated. I apologize for the late release on episode 20. Episode 20 and 21 will be available on iTunes by the time this releases. That was my bad. Bit of a technical error combined with a new sleep-deprived schedule. So I'm calling a mea culpa on that one. But NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 is this Saturday, as well as SIWA Livewire, where you'll hear myself on commentary and my partner Nikki Six competes as Nikki Stunna in the 24-7 Championship Hardcore Gauntlet. Nick, how are you feeling going into this match? I am ready. All limber and stretched out. I know exactly what I'm in for with the six. I'm just one of six men, but I am going to win no matter what it takes. Come this Saturday, the stunner will be truly stunning. You'll see Nick, you'll see two former WWE superstars, Matt Stryker and Nunzio, go head-to-head. You'll see an arsenal of independent wrestling talents. Guys, come on out. Newark, New Jersey, JFK Recreation Center... Bell time, 3 p.m. You will make both shows. I'll post this anywhere I can. You will. The drive from Newark to Brooklyn, you can do it. Come check out some indie wrestling. Come hear me on commentary. Watch Nick get beat up or cheer for him. Your choice. That's it for us. NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. Look out for us on Saturday, not only at TakeOver in Section 9, Row 1, but on Saturday morning, the From the Top Rope podcast will have Nick and myself on for an NXT TakeOver 3 pre-show, and you'll get to hear us talk a little bit about SummerSlam and the G1 event as well. We don't get to speak much about Japanese wrestling or main roster talk, so if you want a few different opinions from Nick and myself, check out From the Top Rope podcast. Follow them on Twitter at Top Rope Pod. Guys, I can't wait to work for you. Sean, it was an excellent time meeting you the other day. But that wraps it up for us. I think I plugged everything I need to plug. NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 this Saturday. Look for us. Hard camera, right side, front row. You'll see me. You'll see Nick. You'll see the musician of the show, D. Rose. And we are bound to bring the intensity and the energy to the Barclays Center for the third year in a row. We so hyped. We're as hyped as Mojo over here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Episode 21, the August 16th edition episode of NXT. I am CD Danny Mac. Joining me, Nikki Six. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. We'll talk to you on Saturday. Stay tuned for the TakeOver Brooklyn special. And we hope that your work week isn't too stressful. We hope you're guided by a little bit of sanity leading into this SummerSlam weekend. We'll be right back.